This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare in room. And heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing. Close 
This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is the beginning of the good news. We receive the good news with joy. Come and follow where Jesus leads. We prepare our hearts for the coming journey. Welcome to worship, good neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish Worship Service, sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tague. And thanks today to Jim Haugerud and Debbie Tag, our musicians, Kathy Christensen, our reader and provider of the children's message, and our recording engineer is Isaac Christensen. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio, 93.1 FM. And it's live internet stream on www.w pcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and our website at www Today's radio sponsor is Viola Haugerud in memory of Pearly Haugerud. And we also want to thank WPCA for this broadcast. Next Sunday, we will be worshiping at 9.30 at Trinity Lutheran. And again, we would welcome all of you to, at to attend. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. And you may want to have, pull out a cloth, put before you and a candle and a cross, have a, a Bible to read along with the scripture readings, and we also will be celebrating communion so you might want to get wine or grape juice or bread and a wafer. As we begin worship, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the spirit of God's love and presence, and begin with the invocation. Dedicating this hour to the presence and purposes of God, we worship together with God the Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Spirit, our breath of life. We confess our sins before God and one another, Ever-present God, we come before you in need of grace. Too often our thoughts are judgmental and condemning of others. Too often our words are sarcastic or harsh, as harmful as weapons. Too often our actions are motivated by selfishness and we do not recognize the hurt or need in others. 
Forgive us, O God, and draw us back into right relationship with you, our neighbors, and your creation. And I declare to you that the promise is sure. Christ's advent is near, and in Christ we are forgiven all our sin. Know that you are a beloved child of God, and be strengthened in all goodness. Amen. We'll continue with the gathering songs. Long time ago in Bethlehem, so the Holy Bible says, Mary's boy child Jesus Christ was born on Christmas Day. While shepherds watched their flocks by night, they saw a bright new shining star. They heard a choir sing through the night. The music came from afar. Hark now, hear the angels sing, new king born today. And man will live forevermore because of Christmas Day. Now Joseph and his wife Mary came to Bethlehem that night and found no place to bear her child not a single room was inside by and by they found a little nook in a stable all forlorn and in that stable cold and dark Mary's little boy child Hark now, hear the angels sing, new king born today, and man will live forevermore because of Christmas Day. Trumpets sound and angels sing, listen to what they say, that man shall live Oh, come, let us adore. 
God of God and light of light begotten, lo, he abhors not the virgin's womb. not created oh come let us adore him oh come let us adore him oh come let us adore him Christ the Lord sing choirs of angels Sing in exaltation, O oh, sing, all ye citizens of heaven above. Glory to God, all glory in the highest. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us. Born this happy morning, Jesus, to Thee be all glory given. Word of the Father, now in flesh appearing, Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let We continue with the litany. Jesus is foretold and arrives. He is claimed in baptism and tempted in the wilderness. He proclaims that the reign of God has come near and he calls his first friends into community with him. The cycle continues on through today with us here and now. We arrive and are claimed. We are tested by life's challenges. We witness to God's work in our lives and we draw others into community around us. Thus we grow. Thus the body of Christ grows. May we strive with God's help to share God's boundless love to the ends of the earth. Continue with the prayer of the day. Holy God, as the secular year draws to a close and a new year dawns, Help us to reflect on your call in our lives. Inspire us to follow in the way of your Son, Jesus Christ, that we might live in love for you and our neighbor, now and always. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I encourage you now to share the sign of peace. Either bless yourself or someone worshiping with you today, beginning with a touch on the forehead and using the Trinity formula, 
Be blessed, or I am blessed, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. At this time, we turn to the Holy Scriptures. If you have a Bible with you, I invite you to turn with us and follow along with the Scripture readings. The first reading comes from Psalm, the 91st chapter, beginning with verse 9 through 12. Because you have made the Lord your refuge, the Most High your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, no scourge come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. The Holy Gospel according to Mark, chapter 1, verses 1 through 20. Glory to you, O Lord. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophet Isaiah. See, I'm sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth to Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming out of the water, he saw the heavens tore apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved with whom I am well pleased. And the spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was out in the wilderness for 40 days, tempted by Satan, and he was with wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nests, nets and followed him. As he went a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat, mending their nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. It's time now to talk with the young people of the parish. Hi, guys. How do you get ready for your day? I mean, if it's a school day, how do you get ready for school? You probably wake up or your mom and dad get you up. You probably get dressed for school, eat some breakfast, brush your teeth, comb your hair, and then you get your coat on so you can go outside and wait for the bus. Who takes you to school? But how about getting ready to go to bed? Well, here's a thought. 
You might put on your PJs, brush your teeth, have mom and dad read you a story. You say your prayers, then you turn your lights off and go to sleep. So you see there are things that you have to do first in order to be ready to do something. That is what was happening to Jesus in the gospel that I just read. Jesus had to be ready to do his work. There are things that had to happen before Jesus could do God's work. The first one was John announced Jesus is coming. And the second, John was or Jesus was baptized by John. And then there was a third thing, Jesus then went into the wilderness to pray. And finally, the fourth thing Jesus did is he called his disciples to come to be with him so that he didn't have to do all the work alone. How does God call us to do his work? And what are some of the things God wants us to do? Well, he calls us because he wants us to show loves to others, to do our best, to come to church, jam, confirmation. That's just a few ideas. But how do we get ready for those things? We can pray. We can help, ask for help, and learn about God by reading the Bible. You see, Jesus had to get ready for his work, and so do we. Let us pray. Dear God, sometimes life is hard trying to figure out what we should be doing. But God, with your help, we can be ready to do your work in our lives. Help us to be ready to do whatever you call us to do. In your name, amen. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on Water, Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? The child that you delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know? to a blind man. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will calm the storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? When you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God. The blind See you.
Now may the words of my mouth and meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Well, it's kind of the, after Christmas time, it's kind of almost uh, like it's the blues set in, or it's quiet and stuff, and yet, really, it's when I went to Mexico a number of years ago, now is when they started celebrating Christmas, which makes sense, usually after birthdays when you celebrate, not before. But a couple thoughts. Uh, one I'm sharing from our newsletter, I ran across this article from the Nashville Nazarene, where uh, it talks about some of the work that we have ahead of us. And as I make my New Year's resolutions, which aren't many usually, but this one made sense. It says, people are unreasonable, illogical, and self-centered. Love them anyway. If you do good, people will accuse you of selfish, ulterior motives. Do good anyway. If you are successful, you will win false friends and true enemies. Succeed anyway. The good you do today will be forgotten tomorrow. Do good anyway. Honesty and frankness make you vulnerable. Be honest and frank anyway. The biggest people with the biggest ideas can be shot down by the smallest people with the smallest minds. Think big anyway. People favor underdogs and follow only top dogs. Fight for some underdogs anyway. What you spend years building may be destroyed overnight. Build anyway. People really need help, but may attack you if you help them. Help people anyway. Give the world the best you have, and you'll get kicked in the teeth. Give the world the best you've got anyway. I think those are some pretty good ideas, but it's kind of hard. And yet when I look at it, I mean, why did Jesus get attacked as much as he did in his life? All these things he did. When people were unreasonable, illogical, self-centered, like you and I, he loved us anyway. People accused him of doing wrong when he was, and being selfish, but he did good anyway. Those are some dreams I hope I have for this next year, that I could follow those thoughts. Another one uh, that I read on YouTube that I liked, and it's a poem by Howard Thurman. When the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princesses are home, when shepherds are back with their flocks, the work of Christians begins to find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoners, to rebuild the nations and to build peace among the people, to make music in the heart. Some big jobs ahead of us we who are called to be of faith. And Mark, he's such an interesting character in his writing. 
from the narrative that talks a little bit about some of the things that he's kind of disjointed, abrupt. Uh, it's kind of called the Go Gospel because it's just going from one thing right to another. In these first 20 verses, we see the birth of Jesus. We hear about John the Baptist preparing the way, points to Jesus. Jesus' baptism, where he is named and called. He's in the wilderness and tested. And then he also calls the disciples. Kind of amazing, isn't it? 20 verses, but it kind of sums up so much. But they write, this opening chapter in Mark moves fast. In just 20 verses, multiple huge stories are thrown at us as readers. The ministry of John the Baptist, John's foretelling of the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy, the arrival and baptism of Jesus in the Jordan, the testing of Jesus in the wilderness, and the call of the first of Jesus' disciples. Any one of these stories could fill chapters of its own. So a better question for us to ask might be why the team of ministerial leaders who assembled the narrative lectionary chose this specific portion of Mark for us to read after Christmas as we head into the new calendar year and liturgical season knowing that Jesus, Jesus has broken into the world. It could be because verses 1 through 20 are all we really need to understand the full circle story of a call to a life with Jesus, a life knowing Jesus, a life in Jesus. We see five primary plot points in this passage. Jesus is foretold, Jesus arrives, Jesus is named and claimed by God, Jesus' name and claim is tested, and Jesus prevails with the help of God. And then we see Jesus set the exact same cycle in motion for his followers. Jesus foretells the kingdom of God. Jesus comes to his beloved as an embodiment of the kingdom of God. Jesus names and claims his beloved. We know that these beloved will eventually be tested. We know that these beloved will eventually prevail with the help of God. We know that this is how the good news of Jesus spreads, that this is how grace is shared, that this is how people are transformed forever and ever in and through and by Jesus. Well, now we are part of this cycle. Now that Jesus is here, his journey to the cross begins and his call to us to join him rings loud and clear. As long as we have been named and claimed by God, no trials, tribulations, or tests on that journey can separate us from God's help and provision. Our snippet from Psalm 91 outlines this promise. Because you have made the Lord your refuge, the most high your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you. No scourge come near your tent. What the Spirit is telling us today is that these headlines that make up the beginning of the Gospel of Mark actually speak to the fact that God dwells with us also in between the lines. Mark doesn't spend much time on the birth of Jesus. In fact, well, he doesn't spend much time on any of these points. But Jesus is born. And where he is born is significant. As we shared last week, a manger 
which is kind of an interesting place because that's where people would come to feed the animals. So it was a common place of meeting, not with the idea of seeing a baby there, but it was a common place. Jesus came in a common way, in a common place for us, so that we could feel at home in our commonness, in who we are and where we are, no matter what situation we're in. We see John the Baptist preparing the way and then baptizing Jesus. And as Jesus is walking out of the water, we hear God saying, this is my beloved. Listen to him. So he was named and called at baptism. And immediately was driven out to the wilderness where we see the temptations of Jesus and he's tested. And then he starts calling his disciples. I want to spend a little bit of time on the last part where he starts calling the disciples. We in the church often think, you know that pastor, he's got to get out there and invite people to come. The people of the church are the ones that make a church grow. And a lot of the studies that have shown 86% of new church people are invited by congregational members. 6% might respond to the pastor. And then the other 8% are in different ways, 6% for one and then 2% for another. So it's really important as we look at this, 86% of new church members are invited by congregation members. In other words, people do the inviting to people. And the best way to do that is come and see. Not come and see how big the church is, not to come and see how beautiful it is, but come and see this Jesus. That's what we need to preach, that's what we might need to share. Through the stories, through the music, through the friendliness, the community. Come and see how we support each other and how God loves us and cares for us. It does make a difference. And in fact, you see even John the Baptist, who was this prophet that was supposed to be so great, and he was. But he says, there's one coming mightier than me. And in John it says, he must increase, I must decrease. How many of us are willing to do that? To have a ministry and to give it up so someone else can do a better job than us. One pastor told me when I was younger, quite a few years ago, he said, Lauren, your job, if you're in the church, is to work yourself out of a job. It should be such that people, the people you work with, can replace you and do the job. Your job is to equip them. Good advice. And then we see Andrew, the one brother. If we read in John, we see where Andrew, first thing he does is go find some others, Nathaniel, and brings them to meet Jesus, to come and see. So many times we think that we are the ones who do the saving, that we somehow are the ones that uh, bring people to Christ. But it's the Holy Spirit working. Our job is just to say, hey, come and see who this God is. See who Jesus is. And sometimes that picture of Jesus is clouded, even by the church. 
So we need to know the story well. We need to see where Jesus acts and moves in the lives of people and in our lives. We will not be perfect, but we can let the Holy Spirit use us through care and love for others. So many people get to know Jesus through the actions of the people and the Holy Spirit uses them to bring them home. But we need to know the story. And it's not just like even Christmas, it gets so commercialized that sometimes Jesus is blurred. This year for me, it was much more real and as I think of what's going on in our world and how God came and took on flesh to dwell among us. And it's not just to know the story, but it's to let it grow in our hearts so it becomes deep and, if you will, even burning in our hearts that we cannot help but speak about this Jesus. So many stories, but one that has struck me was uh, the Highlands were missionaries in Japan. But they felt called to China in the late 30s. And so in 1941, Judy Highland was on her way to China when the Japanese took over in Philippines and she was captured in a concentration camp for three years. And some of the stories out of that concentration camp were horrible. The things that they went through, the cruelty of the Japanese. There were some that were kind and she was thankful for that. But there were times anger burned within her as she thought about what they were doing. The dehumanizing of them. One guy who was a healthy 200 pounds when they got out of the concentration camp after three and a half years was 108 pounds. A big man that had become so, so thin, so starved. But still, all these folks, because there were a number of other missionaries on their way to China that were with her, became powerful people in the church afterwards. Judy and her husband later became missionaries to Japan, where they spent the rest of their lives loving the people who had persecuted them, just as Jesus would want us to do, to love people, to see people, even when they become inhumane. We need to help make them human again through God's love. Love people. That's our calling, because that's what Jesus did. He loved people. He wouldn't stop short of loving them. He loved them to the end. And even on the cross, we hear those stark words, Forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. And it's not just out there that we see that, but it's in our own hearts. We sometimes feel that, don't we? That we need desperately the forgiveness and love of God. That we need the light that God brings here at Christmas time and through Epiphany 
and through the darkness of the year ahead. We need to see light. We need to see kindness in our dealings with other folks, where we work towards peace in the midst of people who speak of war, who speak of division, who speak of hate, who speak of judgment and condemning of others for the color of their skin, from their economic stance, and maybe their gender identity. Oh, how we need to keep learning from Jesus, how he loves us and all people. Again, as we close out this year, I think it is best to again remind ourselves for God so loved the world that he gave, that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And in his coming and giving, we can swim in his mercy and grace. We can celebrate and have music in our hearts, even when things around us seem so dim. But that's why I like to sing as much as we do at NUIC. I enjoyed Sunday because I think we had eight to nine songs, and that's the way it should be where people can sing. And if they can't sing, they can hum along or they can close their eyes and just enjoy the music that comes from the heart and shares again of this great love that God has. May your new year be filled with joy May it be filled with work and satisfaction. May it be filled with grace and love for the people around you. And then imagine your arms reaching around the world and loving it as God does. Bless you, and may you be a blessing. Amen. For God so loved the world he gave his only son to die on Calvary's tree from sin to set me free. Someday he's coming back. What glory that will be. Wonderful his love for Shepherds kept their watching O'er silent flocks by night Behold, throughout the heavens There shone a holy light Go tell it on the mountain Over the hills and everywhere Go tell it on the mountain That Jesus Christ is born. The shepherds feared and trembled when low above the earth rang out the angel chorus that hailed our Savior's birth.
confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Lord, listen to your children pray. We pray for the church, the world, and all in need. Holy God, you called Jesus into ministry through baptism and wilderness. Strengthen us by our own baptism that we might overcome challenges and live fully into your call to follow Jesus. God of promise, in mercy, hear our prayer. Your beautiful creation is inseparable from our story from rivers like the Jordan, to wilderness spaces, to seas like the Sea of Galilee. Make us to appreciate our interdependence with the natural world. God of promise, in mercy, hear our prayer. Give wisdom and discernment to those who lead and those who follow, that they might choose the path of justice for the good of all. God of promise, in mercy, hear our prayer. Hold all who live with short-term or long-term illness of body, mind, or spirit in your loving care, and give them the peace only your presence can bring. God of promise, in mercy, hear our prayer. Sustain those who work for climate justice around the world and soften the hearts of those who would sacrifice the health of the world and its people for their own gain. God of promise, in mercy, hear our prayer. With gratitude, we remember all the saints who left their nets and followed you. Lead us by their example into discipleship until we are all united in your eternal reign. 
God of promise, in mercy, hear our prayer. We lift all our prayers, spoken and unspoken, into your loving arms, trusting in your love and mercy through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children praying. Send us love, send us power, send us As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors. Generous God, out of your abundance, you provide all that we need. We return now our gifts from what you have given us. Use them for the sake of the one who gave all of himself for the good of the world, Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. At this time, we'd like to have communion. And when the church celebrates Holy Communion, we gather with all saints from every time and place to hear again the story of God's power and the love shown to us through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, This is my body broken for you. Do this as often as ye eat it in remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup and gave it all for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death and resurrection until he comes. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Take the bread or wafer, and as you eat it, hear the promise from Jesus the body of Christ broken for you. Now take the wine or grape juice and as you drink it, hear this promise from Jesus, the blood of Christ shed for you. Now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. Amen. Called to walk together as the body of Christ, let us abide with one another in peace. Thanks be to God. 
Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. Amen. There's a song in the earth. There's a star in the sky. There's a mother's deep prayer and a baby's low cry. And the star rings its fire while the beautiful sing for the manger of Bethlehem cradles a king. In the light of that star lie the ages impearled and that song from afar has swept over the world. Every hearth is aflame and the beautiful sing in the homes of the nations that Jesus is King. We rejoice in the light and we echo the song down through the night from the heavenly throng. And we shout to the lovely evangel they bring, and we greet in his cradle our Savior and King. Thank you for listening to A Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small-town churches in Amory, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. Cradles king.